Ladies and gentlemen, you voted, we listened. Tonight, this week, tips off our inaugural Convince Me Madness Tournament. You had a choice. Sports, music, movies, television. You chose sports, and tonight, we're going to bring you the sports. As a matter of fact, over the next three weeks, we're going to bring you the sports. And much like the madness, we're going to the collegiate level, but we're not looking at just one sport. We're looking at all sports. Over the next three weeks, we are breaking down the top 16 sports programs to find out who is indeed number one. And number one, you won't find out tonight, but we're going to knock out half of them this week on Convince Me. Welcome in, everybody. We're back. It's another week of Convince Me. I am Andy Rutherford, joined as always by Mr. Brian Bennett, Mr. Casey Elrod. Gentlemen, how goes it? It's going well. I can tell you one thing, and I can tell our audience this too. A lot of people believe that for Cinderella at midnight, it's over. But I can promise you not with some of these picks, Cinderella will advance past midnight. I got one thing to say. Um, during your opening, you said we'll cover all sports. Are we covering all sport, Gatorade, uh, Aquafina, or are we just covering all sport? Because uh, I would really we, we got to get this cleared sport. up. Do they still yeah. make all sport. I don't know, but looking at our one seed, looks like we're covering Gatorade. I uh, just want to throw that out there. Uh, but before we dive into all that. Let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Without Bennett's graphic this week, so you got to listen to me. This is the Weekly Shield. Make sure you're following us on all of our social medias. Uh, we can be found, probably our most active social media account <laughs> is our Facebook account, facebook.com slash convince me show uh, over there most weeks. Not all weeks, not this week, but most weeks, uh, you can find a video preview of every week's show uh, right over there on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash convince me show. Twitter, we're on Twitter as well, at convince me show. As a matter of fact, if you were following us on Twitter, you had the opportunity to vote in the poll that eventually led to the topics for the next three weeks. Uh, so again, Twitter at convince me show, Instagram, convince me show over there as well. Nothing overly special over there, no polls, no video previews. But if you're going to follow us on the others, you might as well follow us there. And then, of course, be sure you're following us on YouTube, tinyurl.com slash convince me show. Every single episode we have in full length video format can be found over on our YouTube. Once again, tinyurl.com slash convince me show. And of course, we are a podcast. We drop every week wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, there's a few more. If we are not where you listen to uh, your favorite podcast, let us know. We'll do what we can to get there. Um, so that's it for the Weekly Shield. We're going to dive right into this. And before before we jump into it, I kind of want to explain 
uh, to you, the audience, the listener, the viewer, if you're on YouTube, uh, exactly how we set this up. Uh, we decided we were going to do the best overall sports program in collegiate sports, which covers all sports. Um, just because a team is dominant in one sport doesn't mean they even made this list because maybe their other sports are lackluster. How we came up with the seating, I had both of these guys, and I myself made one as well, had both these guys submit a list in order of their 20 top schools. Uh, based on those lists, I gave out points accordingly. Uh, one seed on a list got 20 points. A 20 seed got one point. Uh, and then I went by total cumulative points. That's how we got our 16 teams. That's how the seeding was made. Um, if you think we're wrong, it's opinion. So we, we probably are. Um, but uh, our lists were very different. So because of that, there, like Elrod said, there could be some upsets as we go. There's some huge, and I mean huge, snubs in this tournament that are left in the NIT bracket. This is terrible. Terrible. Well, I'll tell you right now, I, I hadn't planned on doing this, but I'm going to. I'm going to give these folks a list of the teams that were listed on at least one of our lists, but did not crack the overall top 16. Here are your – Joe Lenardi likes to have his first four out. Here's your first, I don't know, 10 or 12 out. Um, <laughs> let's see. Penn State uh, both got really high rankings from myself and Mr. Bennett. Orod didn't give them a vote, therefore no. they're not on this list. Uh, Miami got a vote, didn't make the list. Duke was – Duke was on all three of our ballots, but did not make the list. Um, Auburn didn't make the list. Tennessee didn't make the list. Um, Cal, Arizona, Clemson, Virginia, Wisconsin, Georgia, Kentucky, all teams receiving points that did not crack this top mm. 16. So we're really looking. Those are Great schools, great sports programs, but we're looking at the elite of the elite here. Um, and kind of just so you all know what's going on, tonight we're doing round one. We're doing eight matchups. Next week we're going to do our quarterfinals and our semifinals, uh, and then we'll do a full-length episode in two weeks uh, on whatever the championship game is, and we'll go really in deep. We're kind of going to do surface level tonight. And uh, just because someone is arguing a team – they're not married to that team. Cases will be presented, and then we as a jury will vote. Best of three votes uh, decides who goes forward. Uh, so, gentlemen, do you two have any questions on how we're going to do this? I do not. I, like I said, I'm ready to put those slippers on, baby, and let's take Cinderella to the ball. Let's do, let's do this. You clear? Good to go? Yeah, I'm just over here waiting for my all sport. <laughs> all right so here's what we're gonna do i'm gonna youtube viewers you get something the podcast listeners don't i'm gonna give you a, a peek at the bracket and, and gentlemen we're going to go um we're gonna let the higher seed or lower seed whichever you want to do it the less lesser seed uh, the better we'll seed not necessarily. We'll get to the worst seed. We'll get to present their argument first. And we're going to start with our 116 matchup. And our 116 matchup, let me get it here. Judging by the votes of us three, 
The 116 matchup, as you can see over here, will be the one seed Florida taking on the 16 seed Texas A&M and Mr. Elrod. I believe you are presenting the case for Texas A&M. I am. I'll put it to you like this. This is a this is going to be tough for Texas A&M to overcome. But I consider Florida. I know we don't really want to bash the other side. That's for a later time. But Florida at, at the one seat is almost like Kansas in the men's basketball tournament, year in and year out. A lot of a lot of flash, but I consider them all hat, no cattle. That's what Florida is at the one seat here. They, and and tr tr truth be told, their main sport football, if you, if you discount this year, they haven't been relevant in over a decade in the playoff format. Let's talk about Texas A&M. That's why I'm here tonight. It's all about tradition. The original 12th man, the Yale leaders, the bonfire. Texas A&M may not have the championships that a Florida has at the men's basketball level at – the college football level. But if you look as a whole of what they have in their athletic department, it's pretty comparable. Uh, the 15 consecutive uh, appearances for women's soccer, baseball, uh, football. They, they've got Chuck Knobloch. They've got a Heisman Trophy winner in Johnny Manziel. They've got brand new facilities. They don't have the national championships. This is where this is the tough sale. They don't have the national championships that Florida has, like recently two in basketball, a couple in football. But on the whole, if you look at women's basketball, they have a championship recently. Uh, if you look at track, they have dominated track and field recently, especially the women's track and field. Uh, they've got NCAA titles in the women's side. They got Chris Middleton, baby. They got Chuck Knobloch, uh, Rhett's favorite second baseman. They've got consistent across the board. Uh, they're, they're not a jack of all trades. So Texas A&M, great value. You know, um, a lot of people doubted uh, University of Maryland, Baltimore County when they went up against Virginia. A lot of people are doubting Texas A&M in this matchup. But I'm here to tell you, Bennett, you got to go with AM over the Gators, even though it's a tough sell. You know, we're all voting. You don't have to just convince Bennett. You called him down. We also set a ground rule. We weren't going to attack the other teams. We're just going to build up. I kind of blew past that. And you just went right into it. I did. And number two, I was not expecting Chuck Knobloch references tonight. And you said his name three times. I did. Um, very interesting. Um, I'm going to keep this short and sweet for the most part. If you want to talk women's basketball, which is very relevant in this list, we're not discounting women's basketball at all, but for the sake of this argument, I'm discounting it. I will concede that point to Texas A&M. Women's basketball, Florida, they're solid. They're, they make the tournament. Uh, they don't usually make the second weekend of the tournament, but they make the tournament. Um, but really, we're going to wash that aside. When we look at it, we're looking at the best sports program here. Um, back in the 2010-2011 season, they created a thing called the Capital One Cup that really looks at exactly what we're looking at. It takes 
all the collegiate sports and see which school does better overall. On the men's side, the first two years they had that Capital One Cup, it went to the Florida Gators. As a matter of fact, Florida is one of only two teams that since that started 10 years ago has a men's and a women's uh, championship for each collegiate year. Uh, the men have won it twice. The women have won it once. If you want to look at the sports very quickly, you've got football. Uh three Heisman winners, uh, three national champions. If you want to look at, at the alumni there, you know, the most rushing yards in NFL history, Emmett Smith came from Florida. Um, that's just in football. And even if you want to look at recencies, since Dan Mullins got there, they're, they're a top team uh, and seem to only improve every year. You want to look at baseball, which has been more dominant than football uh, has been. Baseball is perennially – if they don't go to Omaha, it's a terrible year. Uh, they have 12 College World Series appearances, uh, one national championship. You look at basketball. Under the current regime, it sucks. Fire Mike White immediately. Um, but let me take my personalness out of it. Uh, they've been to five Final Fours in the last 20 years. They've got two national championships, and those were back-to-back. Three guys from those back-to-back championships were drafted in the top nine in the NBA draft in the same year. Um, and then we look at softball. Uh, even maybe more dominant than Florida baseball has been Florida softball. Uh, they're perennially right there uh, with two women's college world series in the last several years. So I, I had them number one on my sheet. Granted, I am a little biased, but Bennett also had them number one on his um, Texas A&M has a great program, but I think this one, the one seed, it's the one sixteen matchup. We all know how that usually goes. So I'm going to go first and cast my vote since there's zero, um, chance of it going any other way. Uh, and, and I will cast my vote for Florida to advance here. Rock chop gator. You know, I didn't even have Texas A&M listed on my top 20, and even if I even if I had them at number one, who is the head coach for Texas A&M's football? Jimbo team? Fisher, your favorite coach. Jimbo <laughs> Fisher. Just for that fact alone, they aren't advancing for me. Mm. That's tough. Uh, Elrod, you gonna you, you don't have to vote for. I'm A&M. gonna vote for the Gator. I mean, I mean, honestly, you, you, if you look at the success of the major, I'm talking about the major. Uh, programs separate apart from women's basketball it's florida across the board i concur so with a clean sweep three to zero the one seed advances i don't think there's any big shocker there for us uh, moving on to the 215 matchup let me pull that bracket back up for our uh, youtube viewers here our 215 matchup is UCLA Bruins at the number two seed and the Alabama Crimson Tide at the number 15. Um, and I'm actually are, uh, presenting the case for Alabama, who's a 15 seed. Football, 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 football. But does, I mean, if we're talking just football, this one isn't even close. Probably historically the most decorated the most dominant historical program uh, in the history of college football. 
the Alabama Crimson Tide. 18 national championships, 32 conference championships, three Heisman winners, uh, arguably the two greatest coaches to ever coach college football have both staked their legacy uh, in Alabama football. Now, when we step away from football, that's where maybe it's it, – well, there's no maybe. It's not as dominant. Uh, when we take it to the hardwood, Alabama's been basketball historically not – I mean, they're good. They're not overall great. Uh, they're having one of their better years, as a matter of fact, right now. Uh, so if we look at recency bias, they're a two seed in this upcoming tournament. Uh, they're having a really good year, but historically not a lot of not a lot of accolades there. Um, but still a good, good basketball team. Uh, as far as women's basketball, they do have a Final Four uh, several years ago. Uh, so they're, they're solid, if not – but not really a dominant team. Uh, their baseball team, the Alabama, has uh, – they've actually got two College World Series runner-up titles, uh, but no championships. But they've had some really good years uh, for Alabama baseball. Uh, and Alabama softball, uh, while not as good lately as they have been before, they do have a national championship and a runner-up uh, on their, their plate there. But much like Elrod pushes Rocky when he's arguing Sylvester Stallone, uh, if I'm presenting a case for Alabama, I'm going to say football, football, football. And Forrest Gump. And Forrest Gump. So, all right, Bennett, present the case for the UCLA Bruins. You know, yeah, first talked about Alabama football, but I'm I'm a little bit upset you didn't talk about one, one All-American in Forrest Gump. <laughs> but even the heroics of Forrest Gump, I don't think is going to be enough to pull them out of this 15th seed. Um, of course, I'm representing UCLA. Uh, full transparency, I've, I've never been to UCLA. I've never been to California. But I would imagine that UCLA is probably a pretty big college. And I say that because it has to be a pretty big college to uh, fill, fit the space for all the championship trophies that they have won. Um, UCLA... Interestingly enough, they they have uh, 25 varsity teams, uh, 11 for the men and 14 for the women. So it looks like they kind of even gear a little bit more towards the women, which I found uh, very interesting. Usually on this list, you're not going to see. Usually it's pretty even. But I found that very, very interesting that it's more towards the women. But it doesn't matter. Men or women, both of these uh, uh, men and women are both really, really good at their, uh, at their sports here. Um, they've won 118 NCAA team championships. That's the second most in NCAA, only behind one other team that we'll be talking about later on tonight. Uh, of those 118 championships, 75 of them have been the men, 43 of them women. So I'm going to start with the men real quick. Um, I don't want to run through every single one of these, so I'm just going to hit the highlights for the men, they have won at least one or more championships in baseball, golf, gymnastics, soccer, and swimming. Now, I left one off that list, and that's basketball. But their basketball program, especially in the 60s and 70s, was an absolute powerhouse. They won 10 times in 12 years, which is incredible. Then they won uh, – Another title in, uh, in 1995. So the basketball program has 11 total national championships for the men. 
Um, also, impressively, they have uh, they've won eight titles in in track. Also, they're they're a very very well respected um, track and field college to go to. So, if you're into track and field, you definitely want to go to UCLA. They're also a very well rep- represented in uh, water polo, eleven championships, tennis, sixteen championships, and men's volleyball, nineteen championships in men's volleyball that's crazy on the women's side they've won one or more in beach volleyball golf track soccer tennis and volleyball but where they kind of stick out is their gymnastics and their water polo they have seven championships each for those two gymnastics and water polo now the water polo in a span of nine years they won seven times that's crazy so like I'm, I was thinking, you know, you won seven times in nine years. It took Tom Brady what, 21 years to win seven times. So it can eat him hard out there. Even more impressive though than the water polo is their softball team. If you know anything about women's softball, you know that UCLA is a perennial threat to win. They have 11 national champions and one as recently as 2019 before the whole world went crazy and they shut down sports. So really, no matter what sport it is, men's, women, uh, basketball, baseball, volleyball, water polo, this, this program, they're just – they're really good at basically every single uh, sport they compete in. Didn't talk about football, but Troy Aikman did attend UCLA. So they got Troy Aikman going. So did Maurice Jones-Drew. Ooh. True. So, all I'll right. stick with you. You think anybody else? <laughs> From UCLA? Yeah, that one guy. <laughs> that one guy. <laughs> all right. Um, ben, and I'll let you vote first. Mm, well, I may be completely crazy here, but I'm, I'm leaning towards UCLA just for the sheer amount of team championships they've won over the years. I'm going to make this real simple. UCLA in a landslide. Yeah. Um, if this was a breakdown of football, it would be undisputed Alabama's way. It's a breakdown of all sports. It's undisputed the other way. Uh, I'm going to make it 3-0, and uh, UCLA will advance. And at this point right here, uh, we are going to take a quick commercial break for the podcast, a quick – like screen for YouTube, um, and we will be right back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, just to catch you up real quick, our 116 matchup, Florida and AM, the one seed Florida advances, the 215 matchup, UCLA and Alabama. UCLA advances. We're moving now to the 314 matchup. Uh, let me pull my screen back up here. Uh, For the YouTube viewers, we're looking at USC versus Notre Dame, a historic rivalry on the football field. Um, But we're going to see what happens when we look at more than just football. Um, Mr. Bennett, we're going to you again. Present the argument for the Fighting Irish. Yeah, I think I have at least somewhat compelling argument here for Notre Dame, even if I'm kind of fighting – an uphill battle here. You got to consider that Notre Dame is one of the most storied uh, colleges that we're going to talk about in this bracket. 
Um, they've got 23 varsity teams in Division One. Uh, their their football team was founded all the way back in 1887, which is before Tom Brady was even born. Think about it. Um, I'm gonna start with football because that I feel like is where they've had their most success, and that's kind of what the first thing I think of when I think of Notre Dame is I think of football. They have 11 national championships, over 800 wins. It's pretty remarkable. Seven Heisman's. And the most consensus All-Americans all came from Notre Dame. Um, basketball, two national titles. I didn't realize they had two national championships there. And they've had 28 um, NCAA tourney appearances. So throughout the years, you know, you, you, can, you can always see that one team that sneaks in and wreaks some havoc. Notre Dame could be just one of those teams. Um, They've also had um, – I'm sorry, that's ba- it's baseball, not basketball. Basketball, they do have the two national titles, but they've had nine Final Fours. That's what I'm talking about. They come in, they get all sneaky sneak on you, advance to the Final Four. They've had eight consecutive 30-plus win seasons and 23 straight tournament appearances. Um, baseball, that's where they've had the, uh, the 28 – uh, tourney appearances and two national championships as well. Um, if you combine their uh, their men and women together, fencing, you know, we have the little have the little sword and you poke each other with it. They've won that ten times. So there's some there's some good fencers going on in Notre Dame. Um, men's lacrosse, twenty two tournament appearances. They've made the tournament every year. Since since '04, which I think is pretty crazy, and they've had five Final Fours. Women's soccer has had ten consecutive titles, three national championships, and uh, men's golf with eleven conference titles and a 1944 national championship. So when you think of Notre Dame, yeah, they haven't had all this great success here recently, but if you look back at a whole for what. Notre Dame represents and the storied tradition they have. I think they're definitely worth considering here among the elite of the elite, if you will. So we're on the mighty Trojans of USC. The men and women of Troy. You know, you, you spoke about the uh, the football rivalry that these two teams have. It's going to take uh, less of an ability of a Bush – push that you saw in uh, South Bend in 2005 for me to win this argument right here, because here's why. You talked about UCLA a minute ago, Bennett, about having all these championships. I did not realize this, but USC is pretty much on par with UCLA in terms of championships. And and these numbers are truly mind-blowing. USC as a whole has won 123 total team championships you have 97 for men, 26 for women. They have uh, 80 and 14 of those are national championships for, for men and women. That does not include football championships. USC claims 11 football championships. Separate and apart from team championships, 361 individual championships. And that's second best behind uh, Texas. It's actually third best, I'm sorry, behind Texas and UCLA. 107 
NCAA team championships. It's third behind Stanford and UCLA. Uh, they're consistently ranked in terms of all sports that we talked about earlier, um, different polls. They're in the top three. Some have, has them at four. Um, track and field. Let's talk about track and field for a minute. No program can touch USC in track and field. This is the one stat that just, when I saw it, it just blew my mind. If USC was its own country, they would be 13th in the world in terms of medals if this one college was its own country. Seven players have won the Heisman Trophy, if you want to talk about football. Great. Now, the school, school claims one more, Reggie Bush. That one has been um, stolen from them. Uh 527 Trojans have been taken uh, in the NFL draft, uh, the, uh, the most NFL draft picks in history. Uh, you talk about, uh, besides Reggie Bush, the great Trojans, O.J. Simpson. Fought uh, him a lot for his personal life, but arguably one of the, one, uh, one of the best running backs in the history of football. So when you look at UCLA and USC, that might be what this matchup comes down to if they advance past Notre Dame, just because of the sheer number of championships. No, I'm just it's simply mind-boggling that you've got Stanford with, with a lot of championships, UCLA, USC. They, basically, they've got all the championships within that 100-mile area out there. So Notre Dame, storied program, but USC with the tradition, with the gold medals, the bronze medals in the Olympics, uh, basketball, football, they just they touch all the bases. All right, Elrod, what's your vote? Got to go with USC on this. Although it's, it's a little bit closer than you would think, but when, when you just look at the sheer number of championships, I don't think there's any debate on this. Yeah, I, it, it's a lot closer than a three fourteen matchup for me. Um, Notre Dame, uh, I'll be completely honest, was not on my list, uh, but Bennett made a very compelling argument for them. Um, but I think I will have to go with USC here. Bennett? Yeah, for what it's worth, I mean, if we're just talking football – I think that's where most of their um, recognition comes from. Outside of that, they have had some success, but if you look at the at the the broader scope of it, yeah, they do have the tradition, and um, they do have quite a few wins and quite a few uh, championships. But I do feel like USC, but like y'all, closer than closer than you think. But yeah. All right. Well. Top seeds have rained so far. Let's see if that continues going into our 413 matchup. And our 413 matchup, as you can see here, YouTube viewers, number four, the Stanford Cardinal against number 13, the LSU Tigers. Um, looking at this, Mr. Elrod, I believe uh, you're going to be telling us something about Go Tiger. Go Tiger. <laughs> I should win because of Ed Orgeron, right? I mean, I, I should quit while I'm ahead, right? Well, it's going to be hard to overcome Stanford. I mean, when you look at these West Coast teams and the sheer number of championships they've won, it's going to be an uphill climb. But, you, I mean, LSU has, is no slouch themselves. They've won 49 team uh, national championships, uh, 44 of those um, 
with the NCAA, six most uh, in terms of team national championships. Uh, they a lot of people don't know this, but uh, they're they're a true power in baseball. Uh, in the early nineties, winning titles in 91, 93, 96, 97, uh, in two thousand, uh, they went through a little dip uh, and won another one in two thousand nine. So they recently become a true baseball power. Uh, they do have a national championship in men's basketball in 1935 that predated the NCAA tournament. Uh, now, football, they claim five national championships. Uh, three of those uh, this century um, where LSU makes up a lot of their national championships is men's and women's outdoor track and field. 14 in women's. And no one can touch them in recent history in women's outdoor track and field. Uh, men's uh, outdoor track and field. 2002 is their uh, latest championship. And uh, indoor track and field for, for women. Um, <laughs> no one has touched this program since uh, the mid-90s. They have won uh, seven national championships in uh, women's indoor. Um, they have uh, a real good golf program. Uh, uh, five national championships in golf with the most recent championship in 2015. So you they're not going to have the sheer number of championships that Stanford has, but as you can see, a lot of LSU's championships across the board have been recent championships. Uh, this is um, uh, interesting that, that 49 team championships, you look at the list probably uh, since the early nineties, probably 30 of these 49 championships. So LSU is definitely a program on the rise, but it's going to be difficult to overcome Stanford in this, in this matchup. Bennett, the case for the Cardinal. Yeah, I think Stanford as a four seed is an absolute travesty here. This is a steal at four. When you think Stanford, automatically think of academics, but make no mistake, they're, they are definitely no stranger to athletic success. The varsity teams at Stanford have won 152 national championships. And the, the NCAA has recognized them with 126 NCAA championships, which is the most of any D1 division college. Um, 67 wins for the men, 59 wins for the women. So the, the championships are kind of split pretty evenly, which says a lot about the, the, the athletics coming out of Stanford. Uh, Stanford offers uh, 36 varsity sports. For men and women, which in my research, I found that that was one of the the most, one of the most offerings was Stanford. So that's another thing to consider that, you know, how many different varsity teams they offer for people to pursue. Um, talk about some of these real quick. Baseball. Stanford's a pretty good baseball team. They've got two national championships. Basketball, men have won. Cross country, four. Gymnastics, six. There's a whole lot of gymnastics going on in California and a lot of winning. Uh, track and field, they've got four and two in volleyball and three in soccer. Now, where they really um, kind of shine on the men's side, they have eight national championships in swimming, nine in golf, pretty good golf school, 17 in tennis, and 11 in water polo. A lot of water polo over there, too. On, on the women's side, they have one golf, one rowing, uh, two basketball, three soccer, five cross country, seven water polo. So this is like 
the the water polo mecca over here, nine volleyball, eleven swimming, and twenty national championships in tennis. That's crazy. That's a lot of hardware for tennis. Um, as a whole, Stanford Athletics has won five hundred and ninety nine NCAA individual championships. So basically, six hundred championships that they've won throughout their career. That is like my brain doesn't even compute 600 uh, championships. And it's a crazy, crazy, crazy stats consider to if you take just the national championships that Stanford has won since the year 2000. I know we're old, but 2000 doesn't seem like that long ago. They have, they have 65 national championships since 2000. Those 65 national championships would put them in fourth place all time in NCAA wins. That's as many as Florida and Ohio State combined as far as national championships go. So if you look at Stanford, yeah, it's a great school. It's great for academics. But if you want to go, if you're really smart, you want to get a good education and you want to win a bunch of national championships, then go to Stanford. What idiot put Stanford at 13? I mean, what idiot would do something like that? That's what I was going to say. The most underrated on this list is Stanford at four. And I will say that two of us had Stanford as our number two seed. And what was that other seed I run? Oh, 13. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was one of the ones that put them at number two. Therefore, I will cast my vote first. Although they have one of the worst mascots in the history of collegiate sports, uh, my vote for best sports program goes to the Stanford Cardinal. You know the reason why Stanford wins this argument, Bennett? It's separate and apart from you shredding me in that argument. L. L Tiger Woods. Ladies and say Andrew Luck. <laughs> or John Elway. John Elway, yeah. Really? You don't like their mascot? Oh, it's the a tree. tree. Here are the trees. Yes. That's awesome. It's right up there with Alabama where the Crimson Tide has an elephant. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Uh, full disclosure, if we would have done top mascots, Stanford's mascot would have been in there too for me. I think the tree's cool. I love the tree. Not to eviscerate it. But anyway, so Bennett, I assume your vote's going there as well? Yes. So 3-0. No contested votes yet. All top seeds, but they're the first four seeds. We get I smell chalk. This is chalk right right here. Well, here's the thing. We're getting into some closer matchups here. And uh, this next one is the dreaded 12-5 matchup, which the NCAA tournament seems to always uh, end up with one at least one 12-5 upset and right now we're going with the 12-5 matchup of number five texas longhorns against the 12 seed north carolina tar heels um and i am presenting the case for the tar heels and much like when alabama when i said football 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 on the Tar Heels, I'm going to say basketball, basketball, basketball. But I'm, I'll touch on that one last. Uh, first and foremost, their football team is not what it used to be. Uh, they do have a solid, respected football team um, now. 
with Mac Brown at the helm there. Of course, they had their quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, go number one in the draft uh, a few years ago. So they did have a number one draft pick there. Uh, if we want to go to the diamond, we look at baseball. Very, very formidable baseball team uh, from UNC. They've had two College World Series runner-ups. Uh, so they finished second place twice there. Uh, very formidable team. Softball team, maybe not as lauded. Um, but then we go to basketball. First, let's look at women's basketball. Everybody talks about the men's basketball team in North Carolina. Their women's basketball team is pretty dang good, too. Uh, they have a national championship of their own. They have three Final Fours of their own. Uh, it's not only the men getting it done on the hardwood uh, in Chapel Hill, but when we look at the men's basketball team, uh, one of the most storied men's basketball teams in the history of men's basketball, um, seven national championships. That's the third most of all schools. Uh, they have gone to 20 Final Fours. Uh, and, of course, they produced arguably to some people, I don't think arguably to any of us three, uh, the greatest basketball player uh, to ever play, uh, and one Michael Jeffrey Jordan, of course, is uh, he won a championship there in Chapel Hill as a Tar Heel. Um, they're formidable across the board, uh, but of course, basketball is the crown jewel there of the North Carolina sports program. And then Elrod, I believe uh, you're presenting you're the case for the Longhorns. You know the reason I won this argument, right? Short and sweet. Does your program, North Carolina, have a sports network? No. I can answer that for you. Longhorn network, baby. But let's look at the numbers here. Texas has 50 total national championships. I, now, I, I realize that compared to Stanford, UCLA, and USC, that those numbers may seem good to school. But uh, 42 of those championships are modern-day NCAA national championships. Uh, Texas is consistently voted in, uh, in Sports Illustrated polls and uh, the Director's Cups as best overall programs when, when you look at the program top to bottom. Uh, let's start with women's basketball. A lot of people um, don't know this, but Jody Conrad uh, is one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time. Uh, she coached the, the, the women's team there in Texas, won over 900 games, won a national championship. If you look at te the Texas men's basketball program, uh, until uh, Rick Barnes was unceremoniously uh, kicked to the curb, he had that program rolling, uh, going to multiple Sweet 16s, Elite 8s, and a Final Four, and also Kevin Durant. Let's look at what the Texas Longhorns um, are famous for. That's, of course, their football program. Only four national titles. Uh, when you look at the number of championships at Alabama, uh, USC and Notre Dame have won. You would think that Texas may have won more than four championships, but they've, they've got four with the most recent one in 2006 um, in the Rose Bowl uh, with Vince Young. So uh, the men's basketball uh, team, as I said, multiple Elite Eight appearances. Texas is also famous for its baseball program. Uh, uh, consistent year in and year out, one of the best. They've got 35 trips to Omaha, uh, and they've most recently won a national championship in men's baseball in 2000, 
five, uh, famous for their, uh, uh, both win, men's and women's swimming, uh, winning championships and those as well. And also golf. Uh, Jordan Spieth is a Texas Longhorn. So uh, I think Texas wins this just because there's more championships. There's more quality across the board. Uh, and all I got to say is hook them. And that's the only time I'll ever say hook them on the show. Unless they win the, win the nine and I have another matchup. Bennett, where are you going with this vote? If I'm looking strictly at basketball, I think North Carolina isn't a 12 seed. They're going to be a top four seed for sure. Other than that, uh, the football team is definitely the last few years are they're they're making a rise. They're getting a lot better. Um, baseball's pretty good. When I look at the Texas side, they do have the national championships in football. Basketball, okay. Baseball's pretty good. It boils down to me. I went back and looked at my list to see where I had them. And I had Texas a little bit over North Carolina. So I'm going to go with Vince Young and Ricky Williams over Michael Jordan and Vince Carter. Ooh. Which is weird if you put it that way. <laughs> that is weird. <laughs> I'm going to wait a minute. I just realized this is the Matt Brown bowl that we're voting on right here. Didn't even know it. It really is. It's weird. I think both schools are, are fantastic in their own right. Uh, I think Texas is a little more spread out uh, evenly, but I think North Carolina is head and shoulders as far as dominant in one particular sport. They've got that. I too went back and looked at my list and on my list, I had North Carolina as my sixth seed with Texas as my 11. Uh, given the arguments presented against me, uh, presented to us here, I'm going to stick to my guns. Mm. I'm going North Carolina here. We're going to have our first split vote. I'm taking the 12-5 upset. Bennett has taken Texas with the five seed. Elrod, you're the deciding vote. Got to go Texas here. Chalk, straight chalk so far. Uh, Texas, uh, in terms of the, the most dominant sport that either program would have would be North Carolina men's basketball. But if you look across the board, I think it's got to be Texas. Folks, I tried to give you a little bit something here, but um, at least we got our. Hey, it was close. It was close. I had to go back and look. I had to go back and look where I ranked them. I did too, and and I wasn't just doing that strictly for drama. North Carolina was higher on my list, um, but now we're maybe we're getting in a little more juicy matchups, and maybe our next matchup, our six eleven matchup, will also produce some juice. The number six Michigan Wolverines. Facing off with Bennett's favorite, near and dear to Bennett's heart, number 11, Florida State Seminoles. And Bennett, I will let you present the Seminole argument. First, you guys are killing me. It's like the sound like you're killing me, Smalls. 11 seed on Florida State. I, I, I couldn't believe it. I, I had to sit down for that one. And you think Florida State, the first thing you think is probably, you know, football or 
uh, free shoes or crab legs, whatever it is. But they're, they're so much more than, than football. They've got a lot of their varsity teams that are definitely on the rise. Um, since they've joined the ACC back in like 91 or 92, they have 20 varsity teams and they, they place a, a, a very heavy investment in their sports in their facilities and their athletics. Um, I'm going to touch them on the men's side first, then I'll get to the women. And men's, I'm going to start with baseball. I feel like baseball gets overlooked a lot, and it shouldn't. Their, their baseball team is one of the most successful baseball teams in the country. They have 23 college World Series appearances, three uh, national championship appearances, and they may have just so happened to have the all-time winningest coach in uh, head coach Mike Martin, who coached the team for like 40 years. I think now it's uh, Mike Martin Jr., but you have the all-time winningest coach te- uh, playing or coaching for this team that, you know, Florida State's always, always, always in the College World Series. Um, I said he coached for 40 years. Um, he's the second winningest – they're the second winningest program in, in uh, college baseball history. Since 1990, FSU has had more 50-win seasons, more tournaments, finished in the top 10, and finished in top 10 more than any other uh, baseball team in the country for the past, what, 30 years. They also have eight ACC championships. Moving on to basketball. Basketball, back in the day – they, they enjoyed some modest success, nothing crazy. But here in the last decade, they, they've really picked up their game in, in basketball. They've had 17 NCAA tournament appearances. They, uh, they were the 2012 ACC tournament champion, champions. And, and last season, they were the 2020 ACC season champs. And Dickie V said that he had Florida State you know, if, if they would have played March Madness last year and they had the, the tournament, he had Florida State winning the whole thing last year. So it's a shame they didn't get to play and see how that unfolded. But there have been 44 Seminoles drafted in the NBA, and none of those were first-round picks, surprisingly enough. So definitely the basketball team is definitely, definitely on the rise here, especially, like I said, in the last decade or so. Football. They fielded their first team in 1902. And they weren't really much of a program until uh, a gentleman by the name of Bobby Bowden entered the scene. <laughs> when T entered the scene, he really got things going. And from a span from 1993 until 2001, they played in five national championship games. Uh, of course, they won two of them, 93 and 99. And then they won another one as recently as 2013. They have 15 ACC titles. They have Free Heisman winners. They were the most successful team in the 90s with an 89% uh, winning percentage. And they had a streak that was very, very impressive. I don't know if it would be – it would be really hard to replicate. They had a 36 consecutive postseason uh, seasons there from 1982 until uh, 2017 where it was snapped. So the football team kind of took a dip. Jimbo Fisher really uh, screwed them over. Um, but we've got uh, Mike Norvell, who uh, did really, really good at Memphis. He looks like he's uh, bringing back the the winning tradition. So hopefully they'll start to enjoy some uh, success and get back to first state football like we know it. 
sooner than later. On the women's side, basketball, 18 NCAA tournament championships, three times in the Elite Eight, and two-time ACC championships. Uh, softball, whenever you think of Florida State softball, I always think of them as a, uh, a perennial threat every single year. They're one of the most dominant uh, softball teams in the last uh, two decades. Their accomplishments include two AIAW national championships, one NCAA championship, 10 trips to the College World Series, 32 NCAA tournaments, 34 All-Americans, and 36 41 seasons. So their softball team is pretty daggum good. Um, but I think even better than their softball team is their soccer team. They have 20 NCAA tournament appearances, 10 college cup appearances, two national championships. Um, and recently, they, they won pretty recently too, within the last few years. So um, it's not just the men's that have the tradition of winning, really the women's too, basketball, uh, softball and soccer, especially um, definitely big powerhouses, very well respected in their sport. Um, collectively, FSU has won 19 national championships. I know it's not 152, but still uh, pretty daggum impressive. And they've had over 100 conference championships. So that's my beg and plea for Florida State. The Michigan Wolverines. We'll start with football. Bo Schembechler, Lloyd Carr, Jim Hardball, blah. Um, the most all-time wins in college football history uh, is the Michigan Wolverines. They have 11 claimed national championships, three Heisman winners, uh, including Charles Woodson. Um, their football team, uh, they're, they're one half of the most storied rivalry in college football uh, with Michigan and Ohio State. Uh, their football team is historically one of the most decorated teams in college football history. Uh, but moving away from football, let's look, let's go again to the hardwood, their men's uh, basketball team. We look at they've got one national championship. Uh, they could have honestly probably should have two if Chris Weber uh, knew how many timeouts the team had uh, with the uh, Fab Five team there in the early 90s. They could have another one this year. They're entering this year's NCAA tournament uh, as a number one seed. So uh, the men's basketball team, also a very, very formidable team. Women's basketball, probably not as storied, uh, not as well, but but formidable. Uh, then we go to baseball. The Michigan baseball team finished as the – they made it to the College World Series and finished as the runner-up. Uh, in 2019, so the last College World Series we had, they finished as a runner-up, which really speaks volumes because when you look at it, I, the way I've always seen it, those uh, a lot of times those northern baseball teams don't fare as well because they can't get out and start playing as early uh, as your teams in the south, your teams in uh, California. So it seems like at least for the most part, traditionally, your Big Ten teams, your Northern teams when it comes to baseball, historically aren't as good. But, you know, the last College World Series we have, Michigan did make it uh, to the uh, to the championship series uh, in 2019. We go to their softball. They do have a national championship in softball. 
2005, they won the Women's College World Series. And a sport we haven't touched on yet is another sport that Michigan dominates, and that is hockey. The Michigan hockey team has a record nine national championships. And in 2011, they were invited to the NCAA tournament for the 21st year in a row. They also have a record 24 frozen fours. Uh, So they are a dominant, dominant, dominant uh, hockey team. So, um, and Elrod missed that entire pitch stepping away. Um, (laughs) This could sway your vote, Elrod. They're the most decorated hockey team in the history of hockey. Nine national championships, 24 frozen fours. Um, So I will go ahead with – no, it's Elrod's turn to vote for first. Elrod, you're still muted. There you go. Florida State, baby. Florida State all night long. First upset of the night. Well, I think that's bogus since you didn't even listen to the argument. But um, don't need to hear your argument. Florida State. I think Michigan is the most one of the most complete programs on this list. Dominant hockey, historically dominant football, very good in basketball, um, championship level in baseball and softball. I am going to stick with Michigan with my vote here. Uh, so our second split vote of the night, will Bennett go with his heart? Does his head agree with his heart? What will it be here? I mean, for me, Michigan, they've, they've had a lot of success in a bunch of different areas, like you mentioned, football, uh, baseball, basketball, especially hockey. I feel like on Florida State, maybe – they don't have as many uh, hockey championships because they don't play so much hockey in Tallahassee. Uh, but, but seriously, like if you look at your, your, your big sports, like your baseball, your basketball, your football, that's what Florida state um, is really, really good at. And on the women's side, you think basketball, you think softball, you think soccer and the women are absolutely killing. I think the women right now, represent the, the school better than the men do at this point. So, for me, I just think, you know, here lately, FSU's really done a great job of getting out of that stigma of being just a great football school, and they're kind of branching out into some of these other uh, varsity clubs and are really showing a lot of success. So, I think for that, I'm going to go with Florida State. All right. Our first upset of the evening Two matchups to go. Let's try to get through these last two. Uh, going to our 7-10 matchup. Our 7-10 matchup, as you see here, YouTube viewers, the 10-seed UConn Huskies and the 7-seed Oklahoma Sooners, Mr. Bennett, presenting the case for the Huskies. Yeah, uh, the UConn Huskies, they, they, they know a thing or two a little bit about national championships. They've got a reputation as a perennial NCAA champions in the basketball world, which uh, incredibly enough with UConn is it's they've, they've had just as much success with the men as they had with the women in, in basketball. Um, basically 
if you want the mark of excellence in a, a sport, look at UConn and UConn's basketball. The men, um, they were one of the founding members of the Big East Conference, um, which really was created to focus strictly on basketball. They they had some moderate success in the 90s. Um, if Elrod probably don't remember, you're a little bit too young and actually mean right kind of are too, but the 1990 dream season, they went from unranked all the way to winning the Big East and the or the season champs and the tournament champs for the Big East. Um, they they rose throughout the 90s and kind of made a name for themselves. They won the 1999 national championship and they went on went again in uh, 04, 2011, and uh, 2014. UConn's men and they've had 34 NCAA tournament appearances. If that's not impressive enough, the women's side, the basketball, um, not really many times in in uh, NCAA do you start to enter the talks about dynasties, dynasties. You know, maybe Alabama's football is a dynasty or uh, maybe Michigan's uh, hockey team is a dynasty with all their wins. But when you talk about basketball, you talk about women's basketball, for sure UConn is a, a dynasty. They absolutely define dynasty. They're the most successful women's basketball program in the nation. They're the best of the best. They're, uh, they've made the NCAA tournament every year since 1989. That's 32 straight. That is crazy. They've had 27 Sweet 16s, 25 Elite Eights, 20 Final Fours, 20 Final Fours, and 11 championships. Um, one thing that was really, 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 really interesting to me is back in 2010, Sports Illustrated, they put out this thing where they selected their top 25 uh, sports teams, and they covered NFL, MLB, NBA, and NHL, basically the big four of uh, professional sports. And then it's like, hey, you know what the heck, we'll throw in um, NCAA teams too. The UConn Huskies women rank number three number three sports team in the whole country. That includes professional teams. They they were behind the Lakers and the Patriots. So that just goes to show how dominant UConn has been in the basketball world. They've they've got many records and many streaks that probably won't get beat. Um but other other than just um other than just basketball, if you look, they the men have also had three soccer national championships. And the women have also had uh, five national championships in field hockey. So they've had 23 total national championships. So you're looking for uh, a great, great school with, that just absolutely dominates. It's hard to go against UConn. Very, very true. Um, I am presenting the case for Boomer Sooner, the Oklahoma Sooners. Really, when we look at it, all around uh, another just fantastic team across the board. You look at the football team. Um, since 1945, they have the most wins and the highest winning percentage in college football uh, due to the Oklahoma Sooners. In that time, they won seven national championships. They have seven Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, of course, you know, we all grew up during those Bob Stoop years where it was 
you know, they're going to go to a BCS Bowl almost every year, if not every year. Uh, of course, now that's transitioned in the Lincoln Riley and hasn't really dropped off uh, that much. They've just been, like I said, since 1945, most wins in college football, highest win percentage, but they don't just do it on the football field. Their men's basketball team um, has been very, very formidable uh, throughout the years. Five Final Fours for their men's basketball team, three Final Fours for their women's basketball team, uh, including uh, a runner-up, an appearance in the national championship game. Uh, when they take it outside, we look at the Diamond, uh, the baseball team. They have two national championships in baseball. When we look at the softball team, one of the more dominant teams in the country, they have four national championships and two other uh, runner-ups where they appeared in the Women's College World Series national championship game. Uh, very good golf program uh, at Oklahoma. They have two national championships, but maybe above all of those, surprisingly enough, the most dominant team uh, for Oklahoma is their wrestling team. Uh, the wrestling team in Oklahoma has seven national championships, and from 2002 to 2008, they won five national championships in seven years. Uh, just a dominant wrestling team. Um, they have 23 conference titles. As a wrestling team, they've produced 263 All-Americans. Um, and they have produced those seven national championships for team championships. They also have 65 individual NCAA championships in wrestling, including one Jake Hager, who went on to become a professional wrestler known as Jack Swagger, uh, Mr. Elrod. Um, so really when you look at Oklahoma, they're, they're, they're top notch in football. They're very, very good, close to top notch in both men's and women's basketball. They're top notch in baseball and softball, top notch in golf, and they're king when it comes to wrestling. Um, so it is my vote first here. Um, and I do believe UConn's, especially UConn's women's team, in our lifetime is the most dominant program, collegiate, professional, any sport. The most dominant team is women's UConn's women's basketball team. As much as it hurts Elrod for me to say that, in our lifetime, that is true. And I remember a time, uh, you know, when their men's basketball team was a perennial powerhouse as well. I had a Quran Butler jersey when I was a, uh, a freshman or sophomore in high school. Thank you, Sprite, for your little contest that got me a free jersey there. Um, I think UConn's women's basketball team is the most dominant team we've ever seen in our lifetime. But when we look at overall at the entirety of the uh, sports programs i'm gonna have to go with oklahoma but this has been the hardest decision yeah i think yet. looking at this across the board you you got to go with oklahoma you, uconn may have the more dominant or the most dominant program across the board if you look at both of these teams but top to bottom it's oklahoma and i just love giving gino oriam another l so had to do it well, not that it matters, but, um, you know, you, you look on one hand, UConn's basketball program and 
how much success they've had. And then you look at uh, Oklahoma, where it was a little bit more spread out. Um, I kind of flipped back and forth, and I was like, I'm going to refer back to my original rankings that I submitted in. I had UConn at number 11, and I had Oklahoma mm-hmm. at number 10. So, by nose, like I said, not that it matters, but I, I had to go – I have to respect – have to respect my my rankings and go with Oklahoma. All right. Last matchup of this week of the first round. We have what on paper should be the closest matchup. It is our 8-9 matchup. It is, as you can see here, YouTube viewers, the 8-seed Ohio State Buckeyes and the 9-seed Oregon Ducks. And we will start – with you, Mr. Bennett, presenting the case for the Oregon Ducks. I think I think I simply win this just on the fact that Oregon has an uh, un, uh, unbeatable record for the most uh, uniform combinations known to man. Right. So for that fact alone, I think I'm just going to wrap it up with that yeah. and uh, call it a day. No, no, I'm just kidding. But it doesn't help. I mean, it does help when you have uh, – a Nike co-founder, Phil Knight, who is a uh, legit billionaire, throwing all these wads of money at, at your university. He's said to have spent around eight to nine hundred uh, million on the on the facility. So you've got these state of the art facilities. You know, people want to go there because of all the all the attention that Nike gives them. They're from the Pac-12. They've got 18 varsity teams, and I want to start with their football team for the men. They've had seven conference championships. Um, their their football team's real sneaky sneak. They've they've had some success lately. Um, you can call them gimmicky if you want, but it's worked for them. They've had uh, two national championship appearances. Didn't work out for them. They've also had one Heisman, Marcus Mariota. Um, great dude. You know, I think – Uniforms and Mariota should be enough to sway your vote, but if not, I'm going to keep going. Uh, men's basketball. Their men's basketball, fun fact, they won the inaugural NCAA basketball championship all the way back in 1939 when Tom Brady was just a little young pup. And and to make this interesting, they defeated one Ohio State in this matchup in 1939. They've made the NCAA tournament 17 times. They have eight conference championships and reached the Final Four back in 2017. Um, on the women's side, basketball, 15 NCAA tournament appearances. So pretty close to the men, 17 and 15, pretty close. They've had three Elite Eights and one Final Four in 2019. And don't forget that they won the women's NIT in uh, 2002 as well. Um Cross country, it's it's a really good school for for cross country for both men and women. They've had a story, a really good uh, story uh, history with when the men have won six championships and the women have won uh, four as well. So ten total national championships between the two for cross country track and field. Um, the men have a total of twelve championships when you combine the indoor and outdoor. And the women add another 10 when you combine indoor and outdoor outdoor, uh, track and field. So when you look at the football team, 
a basketball team for both men and women. Um, decent success, but where Oregon really shines is, okay, not just the shiny helmets that they have, but what they really shine is their, um, their cross country, their track and field, some of the more, um, what would you say, like less uh, – less uh, traditional sports, I guess, the ones we don't follow as much you see on TV. That's where they really shine. I think that's where kind of Oregon comes in real sneaky sneak because you just think of football, baseball, basketball, whatever. But in total, Oregon University has won 34 national championships, which, again, doesn't sound like as much as some of these other schools we've talked about, but that is more than Oklahoma, Alabama, and Ohio State. So something to consider there. Elrod, the Ohio State University. Well, this is this is going to be the most important argument I make on that because I know how Bennett's going to vote on this, but I get to get to convince you, right, that you should vote for the Ohio State University. Let's look at this. Ohio State is one of only six universities who have won national championships in the three major men's sports, baseball, men's basketball, football, uh, Florida, of course, Stanford, UCLA, Cal Berkeley, and Michigan. Now, Ohio State is only uh, one of two universities where they've appeared in both the men's basketball and football national championships in the same calendar year. Who's the other one, right? Florida. Across the board, if you look at top to bottom, Ohio State, excellent. They've won national championships in wrestling, men's volleyball, men's swimming, diving, men's outdoor track, men's golf, gymnastics, fencing, men's rowing, co-ed fencing, and my favorite, synchronized swimming. Ohio State is in the top 10 in the Athletic Directors Cup each year. Now let's talk about athletes that have come out of Ohio State. These athletes are best in their sport. Look at Jack Nicklaus. Uh, he's an Ohio State Buckeye. Arguably the greatest golfer of all time. I mean, you ask anybody but me. Jesse Owens. Arguably one of the three best track stars of all time. Bobby Knight. Ohio State Buckeye. That, I did not know that. Of course, Archie Griffin. Two-time Heisman Trophy winner. Eddie George. Lou Groza, and my favorite, Troy Smith. Troy, there we go. I was waiting. Troy who? Dick LeBeau, Paul Brown, Woody Hayes, Jim Trestle. I mean, eight national championships in football. All the Heisman Trophy wins that they have. All the All-Americans. Great in men's basketball. You look at those bad model years. Uh, Greg Oden, uh, Mike Conley, Jr., uh, the final four appearances, they're not as successful in women's basketball. But across the board, this is probably the toughest call all night long, but you got to go with the Buckeyes over the Ducks in this, in this final matchup tonight. All right, Bennett, I'll give you the first vote. All right. If, if, we're, if we're going – Strictly off football, yeah, for sure. Ohio State has um, definitely more success there in football. I'll give you that. 
Um, of course, you know, Oregon came close two times, but couldn't quite get it done in football. So I think, you know, that kind of hurts them there. They do have one Heisman. They don't have, what was it, like eight pro Ohio stage or something? That's crazy. That was some that was some really big names. Um, I feel like Oregon doesn't really shine in one specific area. They they get it done um, across the board. They've had some success in basketball, some success in football. Great, great at, um, like I said, cross country and track and field. And if, if we're going to talk about championships, I, I do have to mention that Oregon does have total more championships in Ohio State. And I think the whole argument was around total success from the college. So by, by hair, I'm going to go with Oregon. I, see, I, I wish you had chose Ohio State right, or right, Bennett because I was going to vote for Oregon to force Wright to choose Ohio State. So you kind of blew up my plan. But I, I'm a little bit biased. I'm going to go with Ohio State by nose. So I'm going to leave it up to Wright. This this one is tough. Um, coolest it's probably unis. the toughest one. Yeah, coolest unis. Yeah, hands down, Oregon. Uh, better than those ugly looking scarlet and gray they got up there in Columbus. Better mascot. Better mascot. Much cooler mascot. Ducks can pull trucks. Um, so that's all. Those are in Oregon's favor. If we look at the famous alumni. Jack Nicholas, nothing to blink at there. Um, there was no mention of Urban yeah, Meyer in your uh, – that, that, that might have pushed me to the top there. But, uh, you left that does, out. Uh, does uh, Joey Harrington sway your decision? Or Dennis <laughs> Dixon, either one? Uh, close. <laughs> um, I'm really, really struggling here. And I'm struggling here because my head says one thing and my heart doesn't want my head to say that. So that that's where I am. But looking at the potential matchup coming up in round two, based off of where this goes, that's going to be my deciding factor. And next week, Florida will win once again in a big showdown against Ohio State, but barely. Um, I, can, I, can, I can live with that. So, um, if that wasn't if, – if the winner of this matchup, that wasn't the deciding factor, I might have gone the other way. Uh, but that is that, and that will wrap up our first round. Um, again, we're going to be going over these the next couple weeks. Next week, we will do the quarterfinals and the semifinals, and then the long form in two weeks – we're going to be looking at a champion just to refresh you, uh, go back through and give a visual uh, to our YouTubers. Here is what the brackets look like. Um, you're leaving tonight, going into next week. One seed Florida, which overtook the 16 seed Alabama or Texas A&M, will be taking on Ohio State uh, in a one-eight matchup next week. Uh, the winner of that will face the winner of the four five matchup. We've got Stanford who beat LSU, uh, going up against Texas who beat North Carolina. Um, over on the other side of the bracket, we will have 
The UCLA Bruins, the two seed take it, who beat Alabama tonight, taking on the victorious number seven seed Oklahoma over UConn. And then we have the three seed USC Trojans going up against the only lower seed to advance in this tournament, the 11 seed Florida State Seminoles. Those, those four matchups plus the winners of those matchups uh, will be determined next week. We'll determine our championship game contestants, and then we'll dive into those long form in two weeks. This has been week one of our inaugural Convince Me Madness tournament. We hope you enjoyed. We hope you guys will come back to see how the rest of this thing plays out. Uh, but that'll do it for us this week. Gentlemen, any parting words? Coachy, there's one Cinderella that came out tonight. One Cinderella. I told you there would be one. Mm. Yeah, there's always one. It was a good one. <laughs> Almost like it was planned. Job, guys. Bennett, you said we were terrible for the seeding. I went back and looked. I only had Florida State one lower than you uh, on my list. Therefore, it was Elrod that screwed them because I think Elrod had them at like 17. Well, at least you put them on there. Good yeah. job. So, all right, guys. Hope you enjoyed. Hope you'll be back next week. Um, we do know what the topic will be next week. Uh, we're going to be looking uh, – we're going to be continuing these – this tournament, quarterfinals, semifinals next week. For Mr. Bennett, for Mr. Elrod, I'm Rutt. And until then, peace.